0: Welcome once again to Leto's Law. Here's Steve Leto. Got an interesting story here about an interesting little angle to litigation that a lot of people will not have heard about, but I think it's interesting. Andrew sent it to me from cryptoslate.com. U.S. government hits Bankman-Fried and attorneys with 4 million pages of discovery documents. Of course, we're talking about Sam Bankman-Fried, who's been charged with various wrongs having to do with business he ran involving crypto. And so he's being tried. Okay, so he's on trial, he's going to be put on trial. But meanwhile, they're leading up to the trial and the prosecution is happening. And so during a case, it varies slightly from criminal to civil, but generally speaking, if you're involved in litigation with somebody, let's talk about lawsuits first, you sue somebody. Uh, Quite often, you can either with permission of the court, leave of court, or you might be allowed to automatically ask the other side to produce for you documents and things that are relevant to the case or things that lead to the discovery of relevant stuff, and that's called discovery, discovery. Both sides get it in civil actions, and in criminal actions, the uh, defendant often gets discovery, and sometimes the prosecution does too, but it's sometimes limited for the prosecution because, obviously, if I'm involved in a lawsuit— I can demand that the other side tell me what their defense is as part of an interrogatory, for instance. Uh, but in a criminal case, they can't order the defendant to respond to something uh, in a way that would be a violation of the Fifth Amendment. So there are some things there, and it depends on the state you're in and so on. However, however in this case, Bankman-Fried's attorneys asked the government for documents that were responsive to some specific request. They said, we want to see what evidence you've got. Show us. So the attorneys handed over 4 million pages of documents. Now, (laughs) this is what happens. Be careful what you wish for. And the question then becomes, is that response legitimate or are they messing with them? So the former FTX CEO, so Bankman fried was the CEO of FTX, his lawyers argued the government is overwhelming them without allowing them the ability to adequately prepare the case. So prosecutors have unloaded a massive amount of discovery, according to lawyers for Bankman fried speaking just a couple days ago. Mike Dalton wrote this for CryptoSlate. In the relevant court filing, lawyers broadly objected to the government's intention of opening access to discovery materials, while Bankman fried is held at a detention center in Brooklyn. Lawyers emphasize that the amount of information at play is an issue. We object to the government's production of an additional 4 million pages of discovery. The government cannot be allowed to dump millions of pages on the defense less than six weeks before trial. And so here's the thing. They can request documents. They can say, we want to see every document you intend to introduce at trial. That's a fair fair request. But if they say, we want to see every single document you have that you think proves your case, well, that's broader because you might think you've got stuff that helps prove the case that so you're not going to introduce a trial. So the question is, did they get the 4 million documents in response to a request that said, show us what evidence you're going to use at trial? Because I highly doubt they're going to introduce 4 million exhibits at trial. Your Honor, I'm holding in my hand what's been marked People's Exhibit number 3,978,456. B, <laughs> may I approach the witness with it? <laughs> Elsewhere in the filing, lawyers said that discovery information amounts to terabytes worth of data, adding that millions of additional pages are forthcoming. So they said, here is uh, four million pages. We've got a couple million more coming. Bankman frieds lawyers also complained the government has no plan to deliver the discovery documents to their client, despite his rapidly approaching trial date. As such, lawyers asked the court, Uh, to provide their client internet access. They stated that current plans, which allow him to meet with his lawyers only twice a week, are not sufficient to accomplish the data review that is needed. So I can see a judge going, gee, you got six million pages of documents handed to you a few weeks before trial. I'll give you an extension on that. Lawyers argued there is no substitute for Bankman-Fried's work on the case, asserting their client has extensive knowledge of companies involved in events, and is uniquely capable of locating relevant documents quickly and efficiently. Though Bankman Freed has not been provided, excuse me, though Bankman Freed has been provided with a laptop, lawyers said this device has limited internet access and does not allow him to collaborate with lawyers or access his previous work. Bankman Freed's lawyers further noted their client previously compiled specific data into a spreadsheet with millions of cells. They said he spent between eighty and hundred hours per week reviewing discovery prior to him being locked up. So in light of the situation, lawyers urged for his temporary release, which would allow him to work with a defense and access the Internet five days per week in a dedicated courthouse workspace. Uh, Lawyers have pressed for those release conditions uh, now for a couple more weeks than that. So it's a pretty simple matter. But I can tell you that a lot of people are surprised to know that discovery even exists And so I'll be talking to somebody about a potential lawsuit. They're sitting in my office. They go, Steve, here's what happened to me. I don't know how we could prove this, though. In other words, I know it happened. How do I prove it? And I say, well, if what you're telling me is true, then there should be this, 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 and this, these things that would tend to prove your case. And people say, well, yeah, I can see that. But the real problem here is, I mean, they've got it. We don't. I say, oh, no, no, we can subpoena that. We can get that in discovery. And actually so." Subpoenas aren't necessary in discovery unless it's from a non-party. But the point simply is that you can get this stuff. Now, I've had people say, but Steve, is the other side really going to turn over something to you that will be damaging to their case? And the answer, of course, is yes, they do it all the time. And so I've had cases before where I filed discovery requests, got stuff back. I'm digging through and sudden like, whoa, jackpot. We got it. We got it. And I've seen it in my cases and other attorneys that I've, I've known have told me stories about things they've found in discovery that were just so mind-blowing where it's, like, it's almost like somebody wrote a memo that said, if we ever get sued, pay this guy money. I mean, <laughs> not quite that bad, but close, but close. And I've seen some, I've seen some that would boggle the mind. So I'm going to give you one example I remember. Years ago, working on a case where somebody alleged they'd been fired because of their age, an age discrimination case. They said, I think I've been fired because I'm old. Well, how do we prove that? Well, we could prove it by showing that there was a big group of people and he was the oldest in that group and he got fired. But that could be random because maybe he's also the worst worker there. Who knows? Who knows? And so in discovery, uh, a request was sent for a personnel file and then also all of the records involving this guy, including those of his boss who made the the decision to, to let him go. And in one of those files was a piece of paper that had the names of all the people who were being considered for being let go. Next to each name was their age, and somebody had circled this guy's name and age and wrote, oldest. (laughs) It's so hard. It's so hard to claim that that guy was let go for some other reason when you got that document. That case settled. It settled quite favorably for the the plaintiff. And I can tell you that it settled because the defense attorneys, when they turn that document over, they go, okay, unless these guys are really not paying attention, they're going to find this. And if we insist on going to trial... They're going to have this thing blown up about as big as you can make a piece of paper. Blow it up really big, like this, off camera, both directions, I understand. And during opening statements, they're going to have that on an easel with something over it. And they're going to start their opening statement and go, oh, and by the way, our case is proven by one document they provided to us. And we'll talk to you about that during the trial, where it came from and who prepared it. But check this out. whoosh, And a big reveal. There's the guy's name, his age. It's circled. Oldest. What's your defense to that? Seriously. So, now, I know people who say, Steve, come on. We all know that somebody sends it request, that piece of paper could also go missing. It could. It could. But we've also talked about spoliation of evidence. And that is where somebody destroys evidence because it makes them look bad. And if you... Destroy evidence, and a court comes to the conclusion that you did, they will instruct the jury that the jury should presume that the evidence destroyed worked against the party destroying it. So let's suppose somebody gets up and testifies and goes, I seem to recall a piece of paper had names and ages, and someone circled this guy's name with his age and said, Oldest, where is that document today? It disappeared. Who had access to that document prior to its disappearance? Only one person. Who is that? That person right there. Who had care and custody of those documents? Same person right there. And at that point, you ask for spoliation uh, instruction. You might ask a few more questions to shore that argument up. But there's a good chance you're going to get it. At the very least, you could make the argument that, yeah, that document existed and somebody destroyed it. And they know why they destroyed it. We all do. We all do. So, the thing that's going on, possibly here, though, is that um, the government obviously has a team of people working on this case. Uh, Bankman-Fried's probably got a team as well, but I suspect his team is smaller than the government's team. And there are millions of pages of documents. And how many of them are relevant? Don't know. How many of them will get introduced in evidence? Don't know. So, his attorneys should be able to ask those questions at the very least. Which documents will you be seeking admission of at trial as exhibits? Please separate those out for us. But this, of course, is a tactic that you can use. You want to tie up the other side for a while. Give them more than they ask for and see what happens. So I'm not saying that what the government did was wrong. It very well could be they're going to introduce four million pages of documents. And you might say, Steve, how are they going to do that? Oh, it might be that there's a thousand-page document that's one exhibit. And guess what? There could be a 10,000-page document uh, in digital form that if you print it out, it would be 10,000 pages. And they might say, but if you look at this one document, you can see something in there. I don't know. But um, you should be able to narrow it a little bit, I would think. So, Andrew, thanks for sending that. Mike Dalton wrote that for CryptoSlate.com. U.S. government hits Bankman fried and his attorneys with 4 million pages of discovery documents as that trial is approaching. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Having been erased, the document you are seeking must now be retyped.